Welcome to the second episode of Underground History. This is a short supplement to the regular Tech Gypsies podcast. Each week we'll pick up one technology artifact and talk about its history because today's technology industry seems to only talk about the future, acting as though there is no technological past. And chatbots are the future, or at least they're the future if you believe the headlines in the tech press. Chatbots, or so we're told, are poised to take over a number of tasks in customer service, banking, law, education, retail, and so on and on. Thanks to advances in artificial intelligence, particularly in natural language processing, we're all poised to be using virtual assistants who will converse with us or help us order pizza or tell us what the weather's like in Wyoming. I bet it's snowing in Wyoming, but I'm not even going to bother to check. I would make a lousy virtual assistant. Shall we play a game? Oh. <laughs> I think I missed him. Yeah, weird, isn't it? Yeah. Love to. How about global thermonuclear war? Chatbots are hardly new, despite all the hype we've heard about them lately. You can trace chatbots back to Alan Turing's famous article, Computing Machinery and Intelligence, published in 1950. There, Turing outlined what's now called the Turing test as a way to assess a computer's intelligence. To pass the Turing test, a computer would have to play an imitation game, one based on a parlor game played among three people, in which one person, player C, has to try to guess which of the other two is a man and which is a woman, player A or player B, both hidden from view. In the test proposed by Turing, a computer would take the place of player A and would need to fool player C into thinking it was a man and not, and, and this is so interesting in light of the history of AI and chatbots and how they all seem to have names like Siri and Alexa, not a woman. The first chatbot was developed at the MIT AI lab by Joseph Weizenbaum in the mid-1960s. This bot called Eliza simulated a Rogerian psychiatrist. Hello, you might type. Hi, Eliza responds. What is your problem? I'm angry, you might type back, or perhaps I'm sad. I'm sorry to hear you are sad, Eliza says. My dad died, you continue. Tell me more about your family, Eliza answers. The script always eventually asks about your family, no matter what you type. It's been programmed to do so. That is, Eliza was programmed to analyze the input for key words and to respond with a number of canned phrases containing a certain kind of therapeutical language. Eliza generated an illusion of understanding, an illusion of intelligence. Weizenbaum didn't believe that Eliza was intelligent, and he was a little surprised, uncomfortably so, by how readily the students and staff at MIT would disclose deeply personal feelings to the Eliza program. Indeed, he became an early critic of artificial intelligence, and in his 1976 book, Computer Power and Human Reason, he insisted that we should never allow computers to make important decisions for us because these machines lack compassion. They lack wisdom. Despite performing like a therapist in a chatbot like Eliza, computers do not, and computers cannot, care. That hasn't stopped computer technologists from insisting that chatbots are the future of healthcare, education, even child rearing. That's the promise of a new product Mattel selling called Aristotle, 
virtual assistant for babies. This is from a story in Bloomberg. My purpose in life, it says in an engaging, even-keeled female voice, is to comfort, entertain, teach, and learn from you. Qualcomm processors power the device and Microsoft programming helps it collect cribside data and respond to a baby's needs. Aristotle can be programmed to launch into lullaby, emit white noise, or turn on a nightlight to soothe a waking baby back to sleep. The monitor sends data on nap times, on diaper changes, to a corresponding smartphone app. With permissions, it uploads it to the cloud. Partnerships with Target, Babies Are Up, and other retailers speed Aristotle's order of baby supplies. These sorts of devices reflect the ways in which we have confused surveillance for care, consumerism for love, but they also underscore how we've reduced many human interactions into these mechanistic sorts of exchanges. Think about the ways in which you struggle with many customer service phone calls when the human on the other end of the line is similarly forced to follow a script. Many chatbots are built to perform precisely that sort of customer service assistance. These are known as expert systems insofar as they have a knowledge base and a set of rules, mostly of the if-then sort, that offer a procedure for how best to respond. We're sorry. You must first dial a 1 or 0 when calling this number. Will you please hang up and try your call again? These sorts of chatbots are often considered to be among the first AI breakthroughs, but it's important to remember they're rule-based. They're circumscribed by what's in the knowledge base. When we think of human conversation, we're really talking about a set of cultural and intellectual practices that are a lot more generative and a lot more unscripted, or perhaps the possibility to be unscripted. What's worrisome about all of the calls for chatbots is not that these AI systems are becoming more intelligent, it's that often human interactions are becoming more scripted.